Welcome to My Heart Songs podcast number 236, Living to 100. I was quite struck by a statistic I heard years ago that every day in this country 100 people turn 100. The United Nations estimates that there were only 95,000 centenarians worldwide in 1990, yet more than 450,000 in 2015. Many believe that by 2100 there will be over 25 million. It's never been a goal of mine, though I have a couple of friends who hold that intention. One of my first entering into awareness heart songs is, I choose to live a long and healthy life. In good shape into my 90s would be a great gift. All, of course, depends on quality of life and how limited one can be and still find pleasure and meaning in being alive. That's really a bridge one can only cross when one gets there. Damage and decay of biological systems is the hallmark of aging, as our cells, powerhouse, mitochondria break down, various and diverse proteins unravel or clump together, and precious reserves of regenerative stem cells dwindle. Our bones become more brittle, subject to unwelcome fractures, as our muscles lose strength and head south in terms of tone. Even our neurons shrink and become less efficient at communication with reduced brain blood supply. Large, complex organ systems often become dysfunctional. Perhaps most importantly, our immune system weakens, which greatly contributes to the dwindling of our self-repair mechanisms. Jean Calment, who lived to be 122, was still living alone in the south of France till her 110th birthday. She was known in town for her optimism, humor, and wit, and filled her days with leisurely pursuits, riding her bicycle, painting, and even hunting. She apparently enjoyed a glass of port, a cigarette, and some chocolate nearly every day. In the 1970s, the British biologist Thomas Kirkwood suggested that aging was in large part a trade-off between early growth and reproduction and later day-to-day -day maintenance. From an evolutionary perspective, once an organism ceases to reproduce, devoting resources to maintaining the individual becomes less advantageous. Humans seem stuck with eventual senescence, due to the complexity of our various metabolic strategic adaptions and refinements. Longevity scientists are trying to understand what defines and constrains lifespan, with the hopes of eventually discovering and implementing interventions that may one day significantly extend it. Humans seem to have a pattern of accelerating death rates followed by mortality plateaus. Put simply, at lower adult ages, there's a clear exponential curve, while in humans after age 80, there is a deceleration. The older one gets, the more likely you are to die. But in your 80s, that trend halts, and you are actually likely to live longer. Similar patterns have been found in rats, mice, shrimp, fruit flies, and beetles. In addition, we now know that some species seem to be biologically immortal. Deep seafloor sediments yield microbes believed to have survived in a metabolically active form, for more than 100 million years. A Utah 100-plus acre colony of genetically identical aspen trees has sustained itself via a single root system for 14,000-plus years. Hydra, relatives of jellyfish and corals, regenerate whole bodies when sliced up, although they can still die from predation or infection. Invertebrates, such primordial powers of rejuvenation, seem to be quite limited to just a few clusters of stem cells. To further the science of longevity, there now exists an international database on longevity, 
and much attention has been paid to blue zones. These are five areas in the world that are home to some of the world's oldest people. Sardinia, Italy, Okinawa, Japan, Nicoya, Costa Rica, Icaria, Greece, and Loma Linda, California. People in blue zones typically eat a 95% plant-based diet that's rich in legumes, whole grains, vegetables, and nuts, supplemented mostly by fish. They eat their smallest meal in the late afternoon or early evening and then don't eat anymore. Okinawans follow the 80% rule, meaning they stop eating when they feel 80% full rather than 100%, a practice they call harahachi-bu. Additionally, moderate physical exercise is built into daily life with gardening, daily chores, walking, and climbing stairs, customary activities which persist into old age. At least seven hours of good sleep plus daytime naps of around 30 minutes are also common in blue zones. Finally, strong social and family networks exist, as well as a widespread spiritual orientation and sense of meaning and purpose. As research continues on how to push the possible envelope of human lifespan, the main point for me is this. Enhancing vitality as we age is valuable in itself, regardless of gains in maximum lifespan. Hip and knee replacements, cardiac bypass, cancer therapies are all not only increasing the lifespans of individuals, but also and simultaneously improving quality of life. The horizon holds many interesting possibilities. Environmental medicine improvements, cyborg tweaks, especially at the brain barrier interface, think the plugins of the matrix, and growing our own replacement organs. There is a drug, elamipretidide, developed for a rare disease which helps restore function to faulty mitochondria and is now awaiting FDA approval. Work is being done analyzing the genomes of those who live to be 110 or longer. Scientists have already tweaked the genome of the roundworm C. elegans, extending its lifespan tenfold. Personalized meds and diets might someday optimize our gut microbiome, positively influencing many different systems in the body. Perhaps even new classes of drugs will soon emerge, targeting senescent cells and dampening their inflammatory nature while decreasing other hallmarks of cellular decline. Living beyond 100 may become not only possible, but probable. I wonder how that might influence one's planning, sense of meaning, and the desire to just live today to its fullest. Thanks as always for listening, and remember friends and family can easily sign up at myheartsongs.org.